representing everyday black millennial women of multiple faiths, cultures, and freedom fighters. This is Afnan Farah with Rooted Black Girls. Hey. All right, Afnan, we are here. This is an evening shoot, so a little uh, darker in our places, but still fun nonetheless. How have you been? I know we were talking about possible COVID uh, mm -hmm. and the family and everyone was kind of pseudo quarantining. Yeah. Uh, what were the results? Tell us. So we got our results back within three days. Everybody was negative. Alhamdulillah. Oh, so that's the only reason I'm all here because <laughs> I was shook, right? So we mm -hmm. had two people in the family who, were, um, who we thought might have been um, positive and so we weren't sharing bathrooms it was like mask it was like jail dropping the meals at the door yeah. <laughs> but alhamdulillah everybody's doing good um how about you how have you been holding up what's been going on with you you know you know i was touching base with one of my really good friends and a friend of the pod but we were talking about how um for people who are maybe largely optimistic most of the time we're finally hitting the swing of covid where mm. we are getting like the covid blues you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's a normal natural thing there's ebbs and flows during this experience of you know self-quarantining and social distancing right. for some of us others <laughs> Are doing what those of want. us who are engaging in social distancing <laughs> yeah like, yeah so we were just talking about how we sometimes need like mind numbing activities to get through this and so she just embarked on the uh the journey of a real housewives franchise on bravo <laughs> oh man <laughs> and she's been touching base about like nini and sheree and you know just all our fun characters and um, people of real housewives of atlanta mm -hmm. and so yeah i um think i'm kind of not kind of coming up on the upswing here and feeling a lot better yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know um what about you have you been experiencing blues or did you have it earlier i feel like you told us you had. yeah i feel like the first couple of months when folks were really struggling like i was like okay i'm gonna like i'm cool i'm hanging in there it was like month three or four for me i was like oh my god <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it really it was the small things it was like the target runs and grabbing coffee and not overthinking like okay sanitize your gloves pumping gas da, 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 da. i don't want to touch this i don't want to you know what i mean all of those little things started to wear uh excuse me all those little things started to weigh on me kind of mm -hmm. um, but alhamdulillah i kind of came through it and i think for me it's it's not even like a second wave but i'm, I'm starting to think like are we going to be in this for another six months because longer? of the way our country is is handling longer this. longer <laughs> don't say that <laughs> i mean i think we're not we're not going to get out of this until summer 2021 Ooh. i know um get your flu shots y'all i think it's going to be an interesting winter there are already positivity rates in new york city are going up no um, and that's kind of and then in middle america too cases are going up and so I think we are gonna naturally see an uptick as the weather gets colder and people become more susceptible to being sick and infection. And inshallah, they don't. And they're yeah. you know, on the elderberry and steaming oh, well. and doing everything that All they the need to miss this. Yeah. But yeah, it's, you know, amid COVID blues, then we have uh, the orange man Listen, <laughs> yes, it kind of took over all of the news outlets. I honestly didn't believe that he had it, quite frankly. I didn't believe it. I thought I saw something where they were talking about like the October surprise and it's like a political game. Mm -hmm. But then so many other Republicans started popping up within. I was like, okay, so does this like a strategic effort that across the board that they've attempted to do to bury how terrible his first debate went or to bury the mm -hmm. uh, revelation that he paid $750 in taxes? Federal yeah. 
taxes. So I don't know. And I think initially I didn't believe it, but now I'm not sure. What about you? I was under the same impression. I was like, yo, this is a hoax. Remember last time for the Hillary Trump election, two weeks before James Comey, the FBI director, released more emails and then it tanked her election. I think she was going to win, right? Yeah. Uh, Trump has been losing in the election for early voting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In addition to, again, (laughs) in addition to the the debate, it was a mess. It was like two toddlers. When he said, man, will you just shut up? (laughs) (laughs) I saw the meme where Obama was like, had his head like this and Biden's in the background, like smiling. He's like, when he went low, did you go high? He's like, so I told him. You can't play. You can't play high with this guy. You got to kind of play low, but very smartly. You know, in Delta, we call it nice, nasty. Nice, nasty. It's a thing. It's definitely Sigma a thing. Theta Sorority Incorporated gave me a great mind around like business etiquette and like when someone jabs at you, how to do it professionally, how to wrap mm-hmm. them together, you know? <laughs> all the way. Sores yeah. do it all the time. All the time. All and the, the older sores, don't get me started on the Delta Deers. Oh, the Delta Deers. <laughs> okay. Love but anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a complete hoax until... I saw that the helicopter, Air Force One helicopter, picked him up and then took him to Walter Reed. Walter Reed, I used to work there uh, in the clinical rotation. Yeah. It is not, I don't think those four-star generals, those doctors, they are going to play Trump's hoax game. And so I was like, dang, this is, he is, I think, really contracted the virus. I think it's maybe a great ploy for him to dis- distract us in this election. The economy is failing. Uh, COVID, uh, we've hit 205,000 deaths, not including the count for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, 7 million people infected in the United States. It's a mess. He's created a complete mess. And it's like your base. What yeah. are you guys holding on to? This guy's a disaster. He has yeah, he I heard, have two legs to stand on. I heard someone say like, what else does he have to do to lose your support? Like yeah. what else? Nothing. They will ride into hell with him. White hell. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't know what they're holding on to. Like, that's the part that gets me. It's like, I understand like everybody has their things, but at at this point, who has he supported? Who has he moved forward and advanced? How? Like who? Uh, Jeff Bezos. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The rich. He's advanced and supported the rich and he's evading $400 million in taxes. And for the leader of the United States, the president of the United States to have money debt that any world leader can hold over him when he's making decisions is foolish, you know? And I am completely flabbergasted by the situation that we're in here, but you know, I don't know. I don't know. The man, the orange man is a joke to me. He really yeah. is. You know, what was funny is that when I was reading the New York Times uh, Instagram page, I was like, let me look at the comments like first thing in the morning. And so yeah. they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has successfully won her first case against God with God. <laughs> yeah, for, for, and the, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, isn't it? The comments were hilarious. Someone said, there is a God. <laughs> You're the leader of this country with 205,000 people who died. You low-key deserve COVID. Like, I'm never going to wish, like, harm or death upon anyone. But, like, you know. Reap what you sow, bro. Reap what you sow. You are over here being very loose around wearing masks Mm -hmm. and encouraging Mm -hmm. your followers not to wear. Not even your followers. United States citizens who could be your followers or not. 
Absolutely. Not wear a mask and giving them yeah. horrible messaging around this and conflicting yeah. messaging. And false, false confidence for sure. Come on now. Yeah. So the orange man has contracted COVID and is creating a spectacle around this too. Yeah. No, for sure. There's also some other uh, political, I think you went to a rally recently, right? Oh yeah, today. Yeah. That's why we had to change taping. Uh, it was in support of freeing Imam Jamil Ali Amin, who was the student nonviolent coordinating committee chair and also mm-hmm. the minister of justice for the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. And so he was falsely accused of killing two Fulton County police officers and he's been in jail and they were considering him a political prisoner because someone actually came out and said that they killed the officers and they yeah. didn't even consider it. And, yeah, and it's so been like he, a, what, over 10 years now, right? Yeah, I think um, he was accused in 2007 and then he was in prison and is serving the sentence since 2007. Um, and so the rally was in support. There were some big heavy hitters. I had no idea. There was, uh, I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was a community kind of event of, for the Black ground, grassroots event. Yeah. Grassroots, but there, T.I. was there. No Killer way. Mike was there. Uh, Yusuf Salam from the Exonerated Five uh, was also there. Linda wow. Sur was there. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you like her. <laughs> you know, I'm always supportive of like a sister and her rallying around, but sometimes her messaging just doesn't hit me, you know? Yeah. Um, and th- that's not what this is all about here. But it, w- it was a great, um, people were social distancing. Nearly everyone was wearing a mask despite it being outdoors and people being like six feet apart. Really I was like, yeah. if it's going to be one thing Black Muslims are going to do is listen, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So like the my mom was saying, don't come back in this house. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, yeah. So the event was great. It was um, coordinated yeah. by his son, Kyrie. Mm. And so it was, it was a really great event. It was um, a nice gathering. It was outdoors, a lot of fresh air, great air. And inshallah, yeah. we will get an exoneration yeah. or a new trial for Imam Jimmy al Yeah, alhamdulillah. This weekend, um, on Friday, excuse me, after work, Fred and I went to go register to vote. We were kind of like we told you before, what we were hoping to do is get an absentee ballot from Georgia, yeah. but they've changed mm-hmm. the process to cha- update your address. And even though ours was already updated for whatever reason, there was like an error and there was a lot of hoops. And I literally was like, voter suppression. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real. Yeah. And I had a hard time and I consider myself somebody like who was able to navigate like those online systems pretty well. And it took me over an hour before I was just like, okay, forget this. Let me just let me just register in Texas and physically do it. Cause I don't trust it at this point. Mm. So, and then even when we were registering in Texas, it was funny because the website said like, in order to register to vote, you need like proof of ID, man, Fred and I brought birth certificates, passports, yes. bank statements, everything. And then we got there and then one lady was saying one thing and another gentleman was saying something else. And it was like a total wreck, right? Like yeah. everybody was, it was disorganized. Like it was quick. Like we got in and out, but they didn't check to make sure that we were we were residents of texas quite frankly mm-hmm. um which i thought was interesting and i was like so i had a video <laughs> of me submitting my yeah. registration because i want to vote early mm-hmm. and they said it'll take two to three weeks to process and so like we're checking it daily on the computer to make sure that we get it because if we yeah. don't we'll be in we'll be in trouble oh so. i'm ready to i think everyone needs to have a plan in place no for so here, sure yeah here in georgia uh early voting starts next monday on the 12th and ends on the 30th i plan yeah. on driving to north atlanta so i'll be an alpha with the white folks and i'm gonna yep. vote in peace <laughs> yeah can you vote anywhere because i remember vote before- early voting you can vote anywhere i didn't know that yeah, girl. Okay. so i yes. was like it's you have to go to your designated precinct on voting day yes which okay, i know in know. in southeast atlanta is going to be a problem 
Don't yeah, do I'm it. Doing it. I'm not doing yeah. it. If you're in the city of Atlanta, uh, that's Fulton to Cap County, go in early vote number one and then go into probably precincts or areas or areas of the city where there's lots of white folks because they just vote and it takes five minutes. Like it yeah, should, like it no, should. for real, for real. Definitely. We're going to try to do early voting. We're hoping that our registration is processed by them, which is why we're checking every day. I think ours starts on the 15th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're hopeful that we'll be able to vote early because I am playing no games, but either way, and inshallah, like, you know, we're not putting the wrong energy out, but I already put in my request when you were like, oh, I'm putting in my request for the day of and the day after. Yeah. So my boss already knows the third yeah. and the fourth. Don't say nothing to me. Um, I was having a conversation and really thinking with a friend and then thinking around this issue myself around voting and voting being kind of within the system and that the only way to really get a surmountable amount of change where mm-hmm. things can work for um, indigenous and black people and people of low socioeconomic status that are the labor force for the rich and wealthy yeah. For, for the system to finally work for us is a complete dismantling of the system. Yeah. So is voting then, and I'll, I'll send this to you, if not, I'm sorry, uh, per, Professor Goulet here. <laughs> <laughs> is voting then working within the system that will really, you know, does that really work for us to work within the system? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, I think we've kind of like hinted at this in other episodes before. I think until people are really really ready to lose their lives to get these freedoms it you're gonna have to work through this system for incremental change yeah. yeah you know what i mean and i think our generation and i'm not even going front like i don't know if i would be on the front lines knowing daggone well i could die yeah. you know to get trump out of office i don't know if i could do that yeah. i don't think i would you know you're, what I mean? If I'm just being a hundred percent honest. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important for all of us to be working through the systems to get the incremental changes. You know what I mean? Because even in the cases that we saw earlier this year that happened in Atlanta, Mayor Soror and Mayor uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms, her swift action, I think, happened because she was a black woman in office. And incrementally, the more folks that we see in power who look like us, we've been able to get a little bit, you know what I mean, of a response. And I think that that happened through working through the system that happens through people um Mm. you know going out for those positions those elected uh positions and for us to vote and things like that but i agree like that's not gonna be like voting is not the answer to fixing Mm. this it really does need to be i think you've said it before completely dismantled and overhauled you know from 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 scratch and you brought up a great example like we have soar keisha lance bottoms right and in the city of blackness you know our district attorney is black our city council has a lot of black people on it people still ain't doing well you know what i mean like atlanta still like people are not prospering black people are not prospering there's still the hood you know there's still uh homes that are dilapidated communities with poor schooling and we're in what we think is wakanda Mm-hmm. you know that's, wakanda that's, that's our wakanda that's yeah. that's our for black people atlanta is the wakanda of uh, of the united states and yeah. people are not doing well we have a black government you know yeah. and so that just tells you that even when we do elect officials people are going to work within the system white supremacy is the system so even if you see black police officers in a black force they're still working within white supremacy despite them being black officers you know and so that's why you can see a black officer kill a black person and it still be police brutality you know it's not black on black crime it's a system that's been in place you know that's going to um try to disarm and disregard and disrespect the people you know 
um, that is policing. Black, Black lives. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And so I think that's a good statement um, because I think so many people are like, oh, well, there's Black police officers, so check the box. Like, that should solve it. It's like, no, but the training is made by, you know, predominantly white folks who are working yeah. in that system. Um, the, the rules and regulations that apply, the expectations of how they move up. And, and you know, you know, you always have your, um, your puppets who, you know, they're, yeah. they're skin folk, but not kin folk. Yeah. Um, don't get me started with the whole, with what, I don't even know what his name is um, from Kentucky. Like oh, they're- Cameron. Yeah, uh, we're not even going. We're not even going to acknowledge his name. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. he he's terrible. So I, I agree with you 100. And then, but then you look. Then I look at Minnesota. The attorney general there is a Muslim by the name of Keith Ellison, and he brought charges on those officers. So like sometimes the system can work, but yeah. most of the time I think people are going to work within a white supremacist um, way because that's what the system tells you how you can they be rewarded within the system. Yep. you know? Yep. Um, and so we'll see, you know, I do think everyone should, with that said, I think everyone should exercise their right to vote. I think yeah. you, you brought up a great point. There will, when we all forces are connected around voting. So let's say every single person votes and granted black people do vote. They come out to the polls, but like if everyone votes, those incremental changes will be massive, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's still wor working within the system. Yep. Um, and yes, it's going to take people to be comfortable losing their lives, but I don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, so until then, just like what I said, guys, if you have not registered to vote, please make sure that you guys do that. There's so many resources to make it really, really simple. Um, but make sure that you're doing that um, because that's, that's the one tool that all of us can do. Um, that that will inshallah take this man out of office. <laughs> yeah, we need that. We need that. Yeah. Um, we absolutely cannot end the episode today without acknowledging your guys' awesome launch, right? Freedom yeah. Fighters, which shirt we're wearing. If you guys are watching us on IGTV right now, yeah. we're on YouTube. Farah, please tell us about this dope launch you guys just had. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite launches. I'm definitely the person who's like, let's do more streetwear, but then to have street wear with a purpose, it means yes. everything to me. Yes. Um, I will kind of... Um, plug in Delta here because uh, being a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated has always put behind the idea around having a purpose around everything that you do. Yep. You know, everything should be purposeful and that's including what we do at, with Zia, you know, that I've taken that model and Nesma and I have really worked uh, hard around studying freedom fighters during this time when we were like, what do we put out that really kind of rises to the occasion here? And yes. so we really thought around the idea around uh, one person's rebel or what someone considers a terrorist is, could be someone's freedom fighter. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, people think this is funny. You know, you think uh, Somalis and uh, people call them pirates, but, you know, they're also, if you flip it, it's like, could they be the Somali Coast Guards, you know? Yeah. And so a lot, there are these examples. We think about, Absolutely. it's a huge perspective. We think about even Imam uh, Jamil Ali Amin considered a hero among, you know, Atlanta the residents, but is considered a terrorist, you know, and a prisoner by yeah. the system. So we wanted to kind of look at that. And so we uh, profile three women, one Eritrean uh, woman, yes. yes. Uh, I love it. A Somali woman, and then a more recent younger uh, uh, protester, Sudanese protester by the name of Ala Salah, um, who was protesting for the immediate removal of the president yes. of Sudan, Omar Bashir. And so, yeah, we wanted to start love with this, it. but it was connected to the movement here, even with Black Lives Matter. 
Yeah, if you guys are watching us visually, I am literally cheesing. Like, they did the damn thing. If you guys have not copped your shirts, they will sell out. Are you guys, do you guys even have more? I feel bad. Um, yeah, we, you know, I don't think people know we have a short sleeve. So oh, okay. we're going to put out some photos around that. So we have a lot more short sleeve, but the long sleeves are almost done. Oh, yes. Cop yours know. if you haven't. Um, and support our good sisters, Nesma and Fada. Thank you guys so much. No, this is dope. This is dope. I always love, like, super, um, like, um, whether it's urban wear or, you know, going back to like that thing of purpose, like that yeah. mission of purpose. And so it's like, it's fly as hell. The artwork yeah. is dope. The colors you know, are like- my, She's art. like a big Marvel DC fan. So I'm yeah, like, yes. that's, that's Nusma there. You know, yeah, she's got a beautiful eye around that yeah, stuff. Out to Nusma with the yeah. design. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. mashallah, definitely get yours if you guys haven't. Mm -hmm. But, you know, congratulations. An amazing launch. Every time, like with the, the African cities bag, I love that. But let alone, like this just amped it. Another yeah. Level. So, oh, congrats. thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. Well, you know, thank you for the shout out there, Fran. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Rooted Black Girls. If you're listening on the pod or through your own podcast hosting site, then please rate and review us, of course. Five stars only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then also subscribe to our channel and like and share wherever you are. Um, thank you guys. We love y'all. Bye. Bye.